From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, the Luna Saga continues, and it's worse than you think. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is Thursday, May 12th, 2022. So I got a couple emails yesterday, a lot of comments. There's a lot of things floating around about what's going on with Luna. Um, it's pretty much over, but I want to get into that later. Let's go into crypto prices, the coin of the day, and then we'll just go through all of the listener questions, all of the listener statements, some reports of what's been going on, some backstory to Do Kwan that a lot of people should know. Now, let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at 11.20 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. We have Bitcoin sitting at $29,553, down 6% in 24. And actually, it's climbing back up. That sounds low, but it was down to $26,350 just a little bit ago. And it's climbing back up. So hopefully you BTFD'd. Hopefully that was the, the dip. <laughs> and we start going in the green. It's down 22% in 7 Ethereum sitting at $2,013, down 12.4% in 24, or almost 30% in 7. And again, just like Bitcoin, it was down to 17,048 in the past 24 hours. So everybody's kind of climbing back up right now. Teller's number three, USDC is number four, and BNB is number five at 280, down 5.4% in 24, or 27.4% in 7. Running off the top 10, we have XRP, BUSD, Cardano, Solana and Dogecoin. And I'm, I'm assuming that BUSD is number seven in market cap right now because everybody's uh, getting out of Luna on, on Binance and they're just going into their stable coin. So that's what I think is happening with BUSD. And before I go to total market cap, obviously everybody's wondering what Terra USD is doing. It's sitting at 45 cents. So the peg is not working and it is now at number 17 on coin market cap with a market cap of 5.4 billion dollars and what is Terra's price well I, I'm, I'm glad you asked actually you probably didn't but I'm gonna tell you anyway Terra's down to 1.6 cents on coin market cap it's ranked number 365 it is steadily falling 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 its market cap is 46.5 million now there's a couple things that are happening here uh, people are not only getting out of Terra they are also printing a hell of a lot of Terra from Juice. Juice said this on Twitter. Luna supply is unlimited, guys. It will trend asymptomatically towards zero, but never hit zero. 100, 10, 1, 10 cents, 1 cent, 0.001 cents, 0.001 cent, and so on until the peg is regained or liquidity is zero. Don't buy back at 1 cent thinking it's going to go back to 10. You're getting hyperinflated. 95% of the token supply is minted post-crash. If you owned 100% of Luna Supply three days ago, you now own less than 5% of it. Tomorrow could be 0.05%. Hard to rebuild if the team doesn't even own the network anymore. Be safe. 
Luna's price right now on Binance.com is 0.006 cents. And Binance put out a tweet that said if it goes to 0.005, they're going to delist. Total market cap of the space is $1.25 trillion, a BTC dominance of 44.7 and an F dominance of 19.4. James Salop tweeted this morning about Bitcoin dominance. He said, funny thing about Bitcoin dominance metrics, every price site seems to have their own calculation and none of them match. Current values, coin cap, 36% Bitcoin dominance, Crypto.com, 41%, coin gecko, 42.8%, trading view, 44.2%, coin market cap, like I just said, 44.7%, and on-chain FX, 50%. <laughs> Remember the way that this is all calculated, the Bitcoin dominance is calculated, is that it's all of the market caps and all of the coins that are on this certain site, and then they give you a Bitcoin dominance of that site. So that's why it changes. Remember, CoinGecko has a lot more coins than Coin Market Cap, and some have less, and some have more, and there's shit coins for days out there that maybe Coin Market Cap doesn't even list. So that's how they get the dominance. Now, really quick, let's move into Coin of the Day. Our coin of the day today is Pax Gold, ticker PAXG, ranked number 70 in coin market cap. Its price is $1,846.11, up 0.4% in 24. Its current market cap is $607 million. Fully diluted is $613 million. All of the PAX is in circulation-ish. You can buy Pax Gold on Binance, KuCoin, and Uniswap. So, what is Pax Gold? Pax Gold is a gold-backed cryptocurrency launched by the creators of Paxos Standard in September of 2019. It's an ERC-20 token operating on the Ethereum blockchain. Pax Gold is tradable in a large variety of exchanges and has become an accessible way for traders to start investing in gold. Therefore, it looks as though it's following the gold price. The main goal behind Pax Gold is to make gold more tradable, as the physical commodity is not easily divisible or flexible in terms of transport. This is why the Pax Standard decided to create cryptocurrency that is entirely backed by gold. Anyway, that's Pax Gold, ticker PAXG, rank number 70 on CoinMarketCap. Moving into the news, the story, the story of the day, the story of the week, the story of this year, or at least of this bull to bear market, at least. I don't know if this is a bear officially yet, but uh, it's not looking nice. It's not looking nice. And, and it's really hard to say what is a bear, to be honest with you. it's If you've been in this for a long time, you know, it's kind of like Warren Buffett saying, okay, the market's down, but I'm still a billionaire. I'm not a billionaire, but you know what I'm saying. If you're sitting at $29,000 Bitcoin, relatively speaking, if you were here since, you know, 2015, 2016, or even before that, this is looking amazing. It's still looking amazing. However, if you bought at 60 grand, it's not looking too nice, is it? And by the way, I just BTFD'd some backs, so I had to get my dollar cost average down. Yes, I am YOLOing. I have an email from a listener, Brennan. Brennan said, I have a lot of thoughts about the market. I've been hodling F in Bitcoin since 2016. This swan dive, not a dip, feels bigger. A few weeks ago, I kept seeing threads about how UST is the way since it's decentralized stablecoin. That seemed like the opposite of what the investor holding stablecoin would want. With so many new folks coming into the space in the past few years, I think folks are looking at that next big moon. I get that, but this isn't a sprint. I feel for the folks that are holding big bags of Luna right now. Also, did you hear that Do Kwan and some other TFL folks allegedly created Basis? It's been a hell of a week for popular founders doing some shady projects for the sake of the build. And he also sent some links in the show notes about that, but that goes to our first story today. It's about Do Kwan being a founder of another algorithmic stablecoin. And this comes from Coindesk. Do Kwan, the CEO of Terra and creator of Terraform Labs was one of the synonymous co-founders behind the failed algorithmic stablecoin Basis Cash, Coindesk has learned. 
Basis Cash, or BAC, which was the ticker, was a closely watched revival in decentralized finance circles when it launched in Ethereum of late 2020, just before the launch of TerraUSD. Like UST, BAC sought to maintain a $1 peg through code, not collateral. But it failed. The token of this long-abandoned project never achieved the dollar parity, sank below a dollar in early of 2021, and is now trading well below one cent on Wednesday. Now history appears to be repeating itself. Over the last three days, UST sank below its peg, going as low as 27 cents. Hung Suk Kang, a former engineer at Terraform Labs, said that Basis Cash was, in fact, a side project from some of Terra's early creators, including himself and Quan. Basis Cash wasn't tested at the moment, and we weren't even sure it would work, Kang said. We just wanted to test it out. He said that this was a pilot project for doing that. Another Basis Cash builder, who spoke to Coindesk on the condition of anonymity, confirmed that Do Kwan and TFL employees were behind the project. Both Kang and the anonymous employer told Coindesk that Kwan was Rick Sanchez. And by going by Rick Sanchez, I mean that that's what he called himself. That was his name in the Discord chats or any other chats. He was Rick Sanchez. And the co-founders were playing off of Rick and Morty. Those were the co-founders' names, Rick and Morty. Coinbase says that revealing the name behind the pseudonym, even though a long discarded one, is not a decision Coinbase takes lightly. In this case, there is such public interest in Quan's UST stablecoin depth spirals that is wreaking havoc across the broader cryptocurrency market. Amid this precarious situation, investors deserve to know that UST was not Quan's sole attempt at making an algorithmic stablecoin work. Wow. Wow. What are your thoughts? Matthew Ern at Decrypt.co. Next email comes from Jason. Jason says, thank you for your great coverage of headlines. I look forward to your podcast and insights every day, green or red. I wanted to point out what seems to be an omission on your analysis of uh, algorithmic coins. On May 10th, you pointed out that the bad track record of algo coins just gives regulators more ammunition to fight or either regulate or ban crypto in specific reference to Janet Yellen's concerns about stable coins. You said, and I paraphrase, that if you want a coin to represent USD, back it with USD. Here's the problem with that. Somebody has to own that backing. Of course, we see companies like Circle, Gemini, Paxos, and Tether doing so, but the problem comes back to trust. Trusting that a single entity and trust that no regular has the capability and desire to harm that stablecoin. For example, it's within the power of the U.S. to freeze or seize USDC reserves, regardless of whether if this is all likely. This is a single point of failure, and it's unacceptable for a large representation of assets. This single point of failure is precisely what algo coins like UST try to solve by decentralizing the nature of the peg. You may very well be right that it's been proven that algo coins consistently fail, but there's a real concern that they're trying to address. Unfortunately, the path to getting it right is costly, and I've learned the hard way. I guess the question is, is there a better way? Perhaps somebody smarter will manufacture the means of a decentralized backing. How could cool it be if credit unions worldwide kept the peg with fiat backing? Thanks for your insight. And then I'm going to have to go back, Jason, and say this. Jameson Lop again, <laughs> Jameson says some great tweets. Uh, he said this. A truly algorithmic stablecoin can't be regulated. And here's the thing. I think that he says something that is already existing. Jameson is a Bitcoin maximalist. He doesn't like that word, I don't think, but he's a Bitcoin maximalist. He's a, he's a currency maximalist, I think he said. But here's the thing. He's not talking about a stablecoin. He's talking about Bitcoin. I think that this is a tweet that's incognito for Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. What's more stable than that? It's decentralized. It goes back to what Jeff Ross said yesterday. In whom do you trust? Lunatics, Do Kwan, Ethereum hodlers, Vitalik Buterin, U.S. dollar proponents, the Federal Reserve, Bitcoiners. No one. So if you have the decentralized, unregulated cryptocurrency or currency right now that is decentralized, that has no single point of failure, 
and it exists already? Well, why aren't we just using Bitcoin? Next email comes from John. John says, I'm thinking through whether algo stablecoins could be used for something like factual reserve banking or where banks in the U.S. are required to keep a percentage, I believe it's 10%, in reserves to back up their hodlings. Of course, that works in conjunction with the FDIC insurance, and in some cases, it's too big to fail mentalities to take it into policymakers. I hope that UST recovers and that they'll consider a more stable asset to hold as reserves. Looking at, the, looking at its use of Bitcoin, they backed up one volatile asset with another. Could policymakers consider a type of fractional reserve banking for stablecoin issuers as the industry matures? I'm not saying I agree with the policy of allowing banks to hold only a small percentage of the funds in reserve, but it seems like this could benefit stablecoins. Though I'd rather have reserves in a 1 to 1, 100% ratio, but there are many ways to set requirements. Just a possibility for the future, maybe. And I agree with you about the current algo system benefiting or at least protecting those at the top. And it hit me like a ton of bricks of how similar this is to our legacy banking system. Thank you for reading this, John. And lately, I have a whole problem with DeFi in general because DeFi isn't working. It is for people that know how to game the system, that know how to take loans against their own crypto, go back into the market, ape in there, get some percentages, and keep working the system. Take out loans to put money back in the crypto system to make more money. And most of these DeFi systems, they're telling you all kinds of crazy APYs, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100%. That's not happening. I know and because we want to make money, we kind of like do this mental gymnastics saying that, well, if the banks would just pay us our interest, the interest that we deserved and didn't take all the money, we would make 20% on our money. Well, you know what? That could be the case. However, however, this isn't the regulated banking system. This is some people with codes that are horribly, horribly inept at doing their job or making these systems telling you that you're going to make all kinds of money. And we see what happens here. MakerDAO system, I still think is probably the best one out there right now because it's very simple. If you have a $40,000 in Bitcoin, you put it up in there for a collateral for a $20,000 loan. If that Bitcoin drops and that collateral drops, let's say it's at 29000 today, you better put in more collateral, more Bitcoin to keep your loan or you're going to get liquidated really quick and you're going to lose your Bitcoin. So this is the system that keeps it in parity with, with Maker and the die system. However, a lot of people aren't doing it this way. And they're just kind of like YOLOing. And you're, and also we have this whole thing of just basically taking out loans to buy more Bitcoin to take out loans to buy more Bitcoin. Chainalysis put out this report today. Of the $1.7 billion worth of cryptocurrency stolen in 2022, 97% of it has come from DeFi protocols, according to this report from Chainalysis. That's that has been largely driven by two huge factors in attacks earlier this year. Uh, that is the $622 million Ronin bridge and the $320 million wormhole attack in February. The increase in theft has been accompanied with an increase in money laundering as well. DeFi protocols have been destinations for 69% of funds sent through wallets addresses associated with criminal activity so far in 2022. That's up from 19% in 2021. This is not only theft, this is effing incompetence as well. Yes, there's thieves out there that are stealing something, but remember, it's not like you're going to a bank and you're blowing the bank vault off that was super locked and super secure. This is somebody saying, I'm going to keep a million dollars in a paper bag and put it in the middle of a room and kind of have a security guard up there that's kind of sleeping, but kind of not. Maybe he has a little baseball bat to try to attack you with. Of course, it's going to get stolen. It's incompetence. It's incompetence. And finally, obviously, Gary Gensler and Janet Yellen are making comments about this whole situation. Janet Yellen says, and I paraphrase, this is the reason why we got to look at these stable coins, because if they collapse, you see what happens. Imagine if this was USDT. It would be bloody, bloody. 
It needs to be backed one-to-one. It needs to do the job that everybody is expecting it to do. Gary Gensler leveled up sharp criticism at cryptocurrency exchanges and stablecoins during an interview on Tuesday. Gensler took issue with the fact that many of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges run custody, market making, and trading services without keeping them separate the way that traditional exchanges are required to. Crypto's got a lot of those challenges of platforms trading ahead of their customers, Gensler said. In fact, they're trading against their customers, often because they're market making against their customers. So I guess you guys can see I'm a little sharp tongue today. I guess you guys can see that I'm a little frustrated. But remember, I'm a proponent of the space. I am an advocate for the space. I'm an advocate for technology and innovation and Bitcoin because I do see the benefits. But at the same time, how can you even argue against the regulators coming down and saying, you see, you see, we told you. I mean, when we see that there are people grossly negligent building these projects and raising billions of dollars, grossly incompetent that has no business doing this, or they're creating a system, a creating a system that is so complex that they only know how to navigate and they navigate in a way just to game the system for themselves and the benefits of the people who are at the ground floor. How are we not going to have regulation come down like a ton of bricks? You let me know what you think. Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. But I'm still going to be for the innovators. I'm still going to be for the builders. I'm still going to be for the space. But we do. We really need to get this under control. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I will be back tomorrow. And until then, good luck hodling everyone.